When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Well met, fellow adventurers. Once again, I'm in Troubadour. And I am going to be visiting the shop called Griphooks, located on the north side of the harbour area, snug between a noisy tavern and a rotting warehouse, sits the shop of Tolonia Griphook, a shrewd trader by all accounts, and a giant of a man. Tolonia Griphook is said to possess one of the finest assortments of weapons and armour anywhere in the kingdom. Though it is said he does not part with his inventory cheaply. A handful of rugged, unsavoury looking characters linger about the shop, presumably waiting to serve out the orders of their somewhat infamous paymaster. No finer lot to be had in this forsaken town, smirks Shalonia. A Jew with a large present collection of wares. Most of this is straight out of an old pirate's hoard on Grand Crown Isle. Go on, have a look for yourself. Look at the items and you can get lots and lots of un- unmatched gear. Which is the highest level of mundane gear. Yep, so you'll probably almost every adventurer will probably go there at least once to to load themselves up with all the with the unmatched plate items, which which they'll probably keep for the uh, keep at least a few of them to the end of the game. Now, speak to Lilithilara's Griffok. Tilara Griffok's eyes you curiously. And tells you he wishes his shop had been anywhere else in the realms. I've been called as much as a swindler, even a thief, he scrowls. Yet the worst of my antics pale in comparison with what goes on in the streets of this town, by day and night. At least in Twifik they've got their fame to work at it. Our council and its weak speaker largely leave us to our own devices. It's really no good. No good at all. Okay, there are adventures for this location. Terror in Greenmarsh. All is not well in the remote moorland village of Greenmarsh. Here we are, and we start it. When Trilliana Griphock asked if you would be willing to do him a favour, you were, at first, sceptical. But when the shrewd trader tells you he's willing to pay you 1,000 gold tokens 
You find your interest in a yet-to-be-disclosed endeavour suddenly picked. Simple affair, really, says I closely. Just a brief jaunt over to the village of Greenmarsh. Just across a bit of the moor, mind you. There you'll find a gal that owes me more gold than I can afford to overlook. Fetch her back to me and you'll be paid on delivery. So I can refuse the endeavour and not go on a quest. No, I'm not going to do that. Agree to undertake the endeavour. I can also use divination or divination to figure what's up and diplomacy to ask for more info and presumably a greater reward. I'll give divination a shot. Succeeded. You sense that although you're not getting the full story of Trelonia, the part he's related to you is true. Toria seems to be growing impatient. His gaze narrows as he regards you with what appears to be a light air of suspicion. So it's, it's yes or no now, and I'm saying yes. Toria tells you that you should have little difficulty locating the woman he seeks in Greenmarsh. However, it is only after your exception of the mission that you learn her name is Prithwin. And she's the head of the village militia. She's as tough as troll hide, he says. But certainly no match for the likes of you. I expect you to be at it straight away too. This is a debt long overdue. You bid Tolunia farewell and leave his shop. Okay. Alright. Hmm. So I, I could just leave him. I could just leave him hanging for months on end. Just because he told me not to. But instead, I can now travel. Yeah, I can now travel to the village of Greenmarsh. That's another one of those locations that you can only go to while this quest is active. Because the rest of the time, it's boring. Located just north of the city of Trimidor, in, in a desolate corner of the, of the bleak moor that dominates the area, the village of Greenmarsh is home to a handful of farmers and fishermen who eke out and the eager living on the edge of Barrow Lock. So I can visit the Tallshanks Tavern or the Mercantile. Visit the tavern, of course. The interior of the Tallshanks Tavern is this or more than a pair of wookety tables flanked with two long, uneven benches? A piece of slate attached to the wall appears to see frequent use. He was keeping score of some sort of game. For the present, you're the only patron here. The tavern keeper is head enveloped in a shaggy mop. Mop, shaggy mop of red hair. Appears through a door in the far wall. And ask how he might be of service. I'll ask him about Pinwin. A look of great anguish passes over the tavern keeper's face. He tells you that you should make your inquiry at the village hall. He tells you how to find the hall, and you bid him good day. Okay, now uh, I'm going to save the hall to last.
Next up, I'll visit the Merchantile. The Merchantile features a largely disappointing array of equipment and provisions. Fiona, a short, heavy-set woman, greets you warmly, but appears to be watching your every move like a hawk. Ask about Pinwin. A real shame it is, she says. You should go over to the village hall and see what the latest on it is. She tells you how to find the hall and you bid her a good day. Okay, no other options now. The only adventurer who's recently been here is me, because this is a place you only go to once. So, unless... Unless unless a new player's visit to here just happens to line up exactly with my visit to here, that's, that's going to stay one. Although this game had enough players, that number would be bigger. Visit the village hall. The village hall is little more than a windowless shack that sits on the eastern edge of the centre of Greenmarsh. Inside this cheerless, lamp-lit structure, you find three men and a, and a woman poring over a set of maps spread out on a long wooden table. The four people look up as you enter, and a man with the short, grey-cropped beards asks what your business is. Okay, gets asking him about Prairie. The members of the village council inform you that they only convene during periods of crisis Told you Pruin has gone missing. When you inquire about the circumstances surrounding the disappearance, you begin to think you're in for more than you may have bargained for. You learn that over the past three weeks, a handful of people have gone missing from the village and from the outlying farms. One of the elders, the low woman of the castle, tells you there is little doubt that the semi the semi-legendary creature known as a Thorngill is to blame. And now there's more info on the Thorngill. The Thorngill. Thorngill. This legendary creature is said to roam the marshlands that lie between the dark, murky waters of Barrow Lock and the vast expanse of moorland that surrounds the city of Twintmoor. Descriptions of the beast theory. But most of those who reported sighting it agree that it appears to be a troll, troll-sized, two-legged creature with bulbous yellow eyes and large gill slits on the side of its wide neck. Its head is said to be covered with the small, sharp, thorn-like protrusions, and both its feet and hands are said to be webbed. The stories that surround this semi-mythical creature suggest that it lives in the murky depths of Barrow Lock, and that it prowls into the inland marshes and roams the moor at night in search of prey. The Thorngill, as it is known to the locals, has been blamed for many unexplained disappearances over the years. At first, the other three elders are quick to admonish her for leaping to conclusions, but after hearing you out, you're all but certain the legendary creature of which she speaks is to blame for the recent troubles in Greenmarsh. Kimbara, 
Kimbra, the lone woman on the village council, tells you that the size pulls you aside after you've finished and crying up with him, and tells you that although few put any stock in the legend of the Thorngill, she can see you're a man with an open mind and a strong will. They choose to ignore what they fear, she says. I do know not what business you have with Bruin, but only wish to wish to see her return safely to Greenmarsh, if she yet lives. Quimbin tells you that as you choose to go in search of Prairie, she is certain she can point you in the right direction. I could refuse the task, but I'm not doing that. Accept the task and search for Prowin. Kemba thanks you for accepting the task to search for Prowin, and leads you back to the meeting table, where she stamps at the spot of, on a map of the nearby area with her slender figure. It's a cave on the edge of a dense bog. Hunters have discovered it only recently. It has long and purposely been concealed. I can think of no better refuge for a beast of legend. Can you? You carefully study the map until you're certain you can find your way to the newly discovered cave. Hint. To trek to the cave, choose the travel option in Greenmarsh. Okay, travel. The long hidden cave. And here we are. You stand before the mouth of the recently discovered cave. The ground is underfoot. It's spongy here. A prelude of the treacherous terrain to be found in the bog that has crept into this part of the forest. Enter the cave. The air is stagnant and moist in the narrow and twisting passages of this recently discovered cave. Now and again, the sound of dripping water reaches your, your, your ears. The mouth of the cave lies to the north. Okay, I started off in the northeast side. And an unwelcome sight looms out of the darkness ahead. It's four swamp goblins. Oh dear. Swamp goblins, as their name suggests, inhabit swamps and marshes. These foul humanoids are amphibious and can be found on dry land, though they normally haunt remote bogs or caves with a source of water. Alright. An unwelcome sight looms out the darkness ahead. Begin combat. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Savage swamp goblins swipe at you with their sharp claws. And I hike, hike them again. And these ones are slain, but there will be more. 4 XP and 10 gold. 9 of it in a trinket worth 9 gold, which I'll sell later. When, when I get back to a proper town, the ghastly shrieks of the guy, dying goblins echo off the walls of the cave passage. By the time they have faded to silence, you've once again set off on your way. Okay, making my way to the western side. Had to go down a bit. There's a question mark. The sudden arrival of a group of swamp goblins startles you quickly assume a defensive stance 
as the savage creatures rush forward, snarling viciously. Three swamp goblin warriors. The, the savage swamp goblins swipe at you with their sharp claws. To brutal stroke for nine damage, but nevertheless they are slain. Four XP, five gold. You step over the bodies of the slain goblin and once again set off through the cave. Okay, making my way to the northwest side. There's a, there's a T junction. One going to the northwest corner, one going sort of to the west side. Alright, here's a question mark. The sudden arrival of a group of swamp goblins startles you. You quickly assume a defensive stance as the savage creatures rush forward, snarling viciously. Begin combat. Three swamp goblin scouts. Four XP. And some and some scale boots. Okay, and six. Six gold, you step over the bodies of the slain goblins and again set off through the cave. Okay, let's see. Hmm. The sudden arrival of a group of swamp goblins startle you. You quickly assume a defensive stance as the savage creatures rush forward, snarling viciously. Four swamp goblin hunters. They swipe at you with their sharp claws and are slain. Five XP, terrible loot, four gold. You step over the bodies of the slain goblins and once again set off through the cave. Okay, that's that little bit explored. Two swamp goblin sights. Scouts as an unwelcome sight. Looms out of the darkness ahead. They swipe at you with their sharp claws and are slain. 4 XP, terrible loot. The ghastly shrieks of the dying goblins echo off the walls of the cave passage. By the time they've faded to silence, you've once again set off on your way. Okay, making my way to the to the northeast corner. But it's it's not connected. Four swamp goblin warriors. They snarl viciously, swipe at you with their sharp claws, and are slain. Five XP, terrible loot, four gold. You step over the bodies of the slain goblins and once again set off through the cave. Okay, making my way. Is the swamp goblin just going to quick combat that? 2xp, 6 gold. Okay, another question mark coming up. The sudden arrival of a group of swamp goblins startled. You quickly assume a defensive stance as the savage creatures rush forward, snarling viciously. Quick combat these. 4xp, tower bullet, 2 gold. You step over the bodies of the slain goblins and again set off through the cave. Two swamp goblin scouts. Tell... 4xp terrible loot. The ghastly shrieks of the dying goblins echo off the walls of the cave passage. By the time they have faded to silence, you've once again set off on your way. Okay, going along the eastern side. 
And here's a little owl, little question mark near the southeast corner. Swamp Goblin Warriors. Gonna quick combat these. Five XP and two gold. Okay. Swamp Goblin Scout. Take those out. Sturdy Chain Boots. Two XP. That's that. Another question mark in the middle. Four Swamp Goblin Warriors. They are slain. Four XP and five gold. Three Swamp Goblin Scouts. They are also slain. Another four XP. Okay, we're, we're getting Swamp Goblin Shaman. Oh, that's new. I'm going to begin combat with it. Fight it manually. Oh, just swipes it with its sharp claws. I thought it would... Uh, or it might do something distance, like shake, rattle some bones and cause nausea or something. You have slain your foe. To XB, the ghastly sweep of the dying gob goblin echoes off the walls of the cave passage. By the time they have faded to silence, you once again set off on your way. Alright, Swamp Goblin Warriors, quick combat. 4xp, 2 gold. Okay, now, looks like two Swamp Goblin Hunters swipe at you with their sharp claws and are slain. 4xp, 1 gold. Okay, so, it looks like the... It looks like the... The... the Prewin will be in the southwest corner of this cave because there's two question marks in a row coming up. You've quick the sudden arrival of a group of swamp goblins startle you. You quickly assume a defensive stance as the savage creatures rush forward, snarling viciously. Six swamp goblin warriors. They swipe at you with their sharp claws. And are slain. 5 XP, 7 gold. Alright, just filling in a gap. Because it's just, just nice. It's just nice to look at the map and, and see that. And see that you've got the little, you've been there. You've been there steps on every corner of the map. It's just, just a nice thing to look at. Even though it achieves nothing. Although in some maps you probably want to do that because there would be hidden things. Alright, another question mark to the west. Your cautious progress along the cave passage is suddenly halted as a large... A particularly gruesome swamp goblin steps out of the shadows ahead. The vicious, green-skinned humanoid snarls as it thrusts its heavy wooden spear frettingly into the air above its leather-capped head. Attack the spear-wielding swamp goblin. Alright, this must be the leader, because it's the only one with an actual weapon. You charge ahead and boldly engage the savage swamp goblin. The wretched creature howls with rage 
as it thrusts its heavy wooden spear at you. Swamp Goblin Warrior begin combat. Right, now it's swiping it with its sharp claws. Did it break its spear? Did it forget it had one? Or is there or is is as only one of these things actually been described? Yeah, it's just just a pro just uh slip up. He forgot to mention in the battle he has a spear. But that does happen sometimes. It's not a big deal because most people quit combat most battles, so even though there is things to weed. And 21 XP and a sturdy cudgel. Which, even though it had, it forgot to use. The body top body topples over and lands in a heap at your feet. You step over its battered and bloodied corpse and prepare to continue along the passage. Oh yeah, and since this... I haven't mentioned it yet, but recently I managed to get Vimor's Wing of Sir, Sir Sorcery upgraded to the maximum, as it is now the fusion of ten different magical wings. So it now has the stats of five melee rating, five standout points, and most importantly, seven Neville Reserve which is huge. This thick steel wing is marked with several integrate engravings indicative of ten different spears of magic. Yep, so that's that's a new thing. Alright, now to the southwest corner where by default Pruin must be because I've been in every other part of this cave. You step into a small chamber, the end of the cave passage, and are immediately overwhelmed by the putrid smell of rotting vegetation. A pool of murky water dominates the centre of this semicircular room, out of which rises a large, dark shape. The creature now emerging from the shadowy pool defies description. Although, the GM's going to describe it anyway. Because the GM is just that kind of guy. If, he's, if someone tells him it defies description, oh, is that a challenge? Is that a challenge? Are you just are you defying that I can describe it? Well, challenge accepted. I am going to describe this thing. Nearly the size of a forest troll, with long, sinewy limbs and a mouthful of yellow fangs, the two-legged beast steps clear of the water and snarls as it turns its head to face you. The pupilous white eyes of the abominable creature peer out from a face riddled with what appear to be long, sharp thorns. The side of the creature's thick neck bear two broad sets of round gills. You have little doubt you are at last face to face with the legendary and dreaded Thorn Gill. 
the Thorn Gill again snarls and takes a lengthy step towards you. Now, I'm going to flee immediately, not because I'm scared, but more because I want to see what happens. You turn and flee from the chamber, not daring to even look back in the direction of the Thorn Gill. Luckily, the beast does not appear to be interested in pursuing you. Okay, here it is again. The Thorn Gill again snarls and takes a lengthy step towards you. Attack the Thorn Gill! The Thorn Gill retreats to the edge of the murky pool as you charge forward and initiate your attack. With its feet submerged in the dark water, the terrifying beast turns and counters your assault, swiping at you wildly with its massive claw-tipped hands. It is the Thorn Gill, and I am fighting it. It swipes at you with its claws, but since it's a 3+, it's not going to hit me. Unless I get very lucky and it. I get very unlucky and it gets very lucky. And now it is slain. 38 XP. The Thorn Gill lets out a hideous gasp and slumps into the murky water at the edge of the dark pool. A thick film of black blood now coats the top, top, top of the water, round the half-submerged carcass of the fearsome beast. A sudden movement to your white causes you to spin in that direction, as you steel yourself to face the possibility of a new menace. You quickly relax your guard as your eyes fall upon a young woman lying against the cave wall. At the, at the left edge of the dark pool. She attempted to sit up, but appears to be quite badly battered. You were pushed to her side and help her to seating suspicion. You it wouldn't be anyone from Greenmarsh coming to my rescue, she says with a wise smile, appearing to painfully force every word from her lips. Related to discover that the young woman is indeed Pruin. She tells you she was abducted by a group of swamp goblins while cutting through the woods south of the village. You learn that the goblins brought her here, apparently to feed her to the fearsome thorn gill. Okay, I now feel better about killing that thorn gill. I saw the beast devour two others, she says with a shudder. I didn't recognise either of them. So assume there are travellers or such. Never believed the beasts myself. Till I saw it with my own eyes. I haven't a clue as to what those swamp goblins were doing with it, though. Almost like the creature was their pet. Well, I would ask them about that, but I think I've killed them all. Puin thanks you and meets you in the shoulder cross. Realising that it would be best to be upfront with Perrin, you tell her of the true nature of your mission to Green Marsh. When you mention to Alonia Griffhook, her face grows ashen. She looks at you in horror. I'd rather be a fed to the fawn girl than end up as a slave to that rat, she sneers. Don't tell your man such as you allies himself with that murderous thief. Perrin tells you, 
Does indeed go to Alanya, tiny sum of gold. But she has every intention of repaying her debt when she is able. She also tells you that the terms of the arrangement she made out of desperation, the unscrupulous trader, involve indentured servitude on her behalf if the debt is not settled in time. Handing me back to Tulana is a sentence of death, she says firmly. Okay, so... So, now I've got to decide, do I take her to Griffhook, or... Do I just take her back to Greenmarsh? You know, where she lives. Where she's probably the only person keeping the town even halfway safe. I'm saying halfway because, well, she's not me. So I'm going to use divination. Maybe, maybe she's just, it's just, maybe it's a bit of hyperbole, but what does divination say? Succeeded. You call upon your power of divination and, and, and tell she's fat telling the truth. She both intends to pay back to Lania when she can and she faces indentured servitude should you return her to him. Hmm, the thing, yes. So, so I can decide against bringing Prowin back to Tulana Griffok or attempt to take her into custody. Now, that looks like a bad thing that I'm doing. Yeah, actually, I'm pretty sure it's a bad thing. I mean, the thing is, if she, if he had a strong contract, then he then he would just be able to get lawyers, lawyers to get you know to get whatever the legal system is in Tosa to cat to get her later. And bring her once he's rescued, and bring her to him. The fact that that the fact that he didn't go through the legal system to get her indicates that his t- contract is probably rubbish. Probably would not stand stand up in court. Probably because it was done under duress, has vague terms. Terms had an had had an incredible disbalance of power. Possibly was negotiated with an implied threat of violence. Okay, I'm gonna decide against bringing Prithin back to Tilonia Griphook. When you tell Tilonia Prithin, you have no intention of attempting to bring her back to Drana. She smiles and appears to be quite relieved. This also means I've lost out on 1,000 gold. Or was it 1,500? I think it's 1,000. Thank you, friend, she says, meeting you in another shoulder cross. I don't believe I even know your name. You introduce yourself to Purin, and she nods. Well then, Zeus says, what do you say we get out of this cave? The trek back to the village is swift and uneventful. Presumably because all the swamp goblins are dead. 
and upon arrival, Hugh and Proen proceed to the village hall, where a jubilant reception awaits. Kimbra, the council member who told you about the cave, and suspected the legendary Thorngill was involved in Proen's disappearance, thanks you for the daring rescue, and for soundly we we affirm for soundly affirming her suspicions. It seems some of the old tales have a good bit of bite to them after all, she says. You take your leave of the village council, bid farewell to Pruin and Kimbra, and prepare to set out for Twindmore, where you plan to inform Tilana Gribluck of the young woman's untimely demise at the claws of the fearsome thorn girl. Oh, I'm lying. Stop back and pay us a visit sometime, says Pruin, waving at you. Waving as you depart. Short while later, you are standing before Fogtlona Griffok, having thus delivered the shrewd trader the news of Prithwin's death. I am a liar. A real shame, sneers Turona. I like nothing better than collecting an old get, you see. Alas, through, there are others. There are always others. Shoria to- tells you he's sorry he can't pay you for your trouble. He says you didn't manage to return with profit. But he does say that your services may be of use to him from time to time. I like a good, able hand about, he says. Don't be shy about coming around now and then. You bid him a good day. Promptly leave his shop. And that finishes that adventure with 512 experience to general. Okay, there's nothing more in Tumidor now. Because I've been to the Seer. I've been to the Lock East. I've been to Brewer's Tavern. Been to Gritmark. With a gold import, with a gold emporiums, just a shop, and there's no other place than the harbour area. Well, there are other places, but they're they're not worth going to, and so I haven't been winning about. Okay, but there is something nearby I could visit. In the city of Graudoc, there's one little short quest that can bring bring me up to an hour. And this little adventure is called Tower from Below. And I'll just give that a shot now. Tower from Below. While speaking with the farmer at the bazaar, you were surprised to learn that he and several several others, others narrowly escaped the deadly jaws of several fierce thornworms that burrowed up through the fields late last evening. Start this adventure. While speaking with a farmer at the bazaar, he was surprised to learn that he and several others narrowly escaped the deadly jaws of several thornworms that burrowed up through one of their fields late last evening. Now I'm just going to read the description of them. Thornworm. These gigantic, worm-like insects burrow deep underground, often creating extensive maze-like net lairs used to snare on intended prey. Their body is bulky white, and they have an enormously bulbous head, 
on the wide side of which sit large, black, orb-like eyes. They have a relatively small mouth, that which sits just behind a set of massive and powerful pinchers. Moves about at a rapid weight, propelled by eight fleshy, nipper-like growths that extend from both sides of its body. It also use, uses these growths for digging tunnels. So eight, eight, eight appendages? Well, that means it can't be an insect, because insects have six appendages. Usually legs, but sometimes they're, they, they mix it up a bit. Yeah, so they're usually, I think, most of the time, when they say something is an insect in a video game, they need, they need arthropod. Yeah. The thorn worms have been known to reach lengths of over 10 feet long and, and can weigh as much as 400 pounds. They are aggressive and will attack anything that enters one of their tunnels. The far... The farmer, a man like Utwin, tells you he has come to seek, seek into the city to seek whatever help he can get from the Tyson army. I mean, what's the point of having an army if it can't fight monsters occasionally? We don't dare go up, go, go back up to that field while those things, foul things, might be lurking about. Utwin says, seems to be genuinely taken aback when he suggests that he allow you to look into the matter, looks you over and quickly agrees to show you the field in question. Urquin leads you to a small village outside the city, then along a broad rocky road that takes you through an, through an area of lush farmland. Less than an hour out of Gradoc, you arrive at the field where the attack occurred. A handful of farmers move about, a series of four large holes near the centre of the ploughed field. Each of them is wielding either an axe or a club. Though judging by the looks of them, you surmise they are not trained combatants. Suddenly, one of the farmers shriek and falls back from the edge of the hole at his feet, landing hard on his back. An instant later, the grotesque head of a large thornworm shoots out of the hole. Its towering pincers gashing wildly. The massive creature wears up, prepares to strike the hapless farmer sprawled on the ground. I have a few options. Rush forward and attack the thornworm. Use archery. If you have the power of I could use elementalism or fortification. I'll give fortification a go. You hastily call upon your power of fortification in a desperate attempt to shield the fallen farmer from the from the Fernworm's impending strike. Yeah, so this this was the older system of using powers. You attempt to channel your power of fortification. Here we go. Sixteen XP to fortification. A glowing field of blue sparkles appears above the prone farmer only a split second before the worm strikes. The horrid creature recoils violently from the impact with your magical creation 
and quickly sinks into the hole from which it emerged. The farmers gasp and stare at you in awe as you cross the field, and help the fallen man to regain his feet. He then moved to rejoin Ludwig, who is cautiously moving in your direction. Okay. Hmm. You speak at length with Ludwig and the other farmers at the edge of the field, as they provide you with a colourful, if somewhat embellished, account of the morning's events. One of the farmers is recounting his narrow escape from the jaws of one of the thornworms, when suddenly, when suddenly the ground begins to tremble violently. The earth beneath, beneath your feet buckles, tossing you back nearly a dozen feet as the head of a gargantuan thornworm explodes through the surface, sending a shower of dirt and debris down upon you. The fearsome, the fearsome creature rises out of the damp of, of his wide earthen tunnel and, we, and wears back as it prepares to strike. You quickly assume a defensive stance and are somewhat surprised when two of the farmers rush to your side, their axes raised to attack the terrifying Benemoth. It's an ancient thunworm, which has the same description as a regular thunworm. Begin combat. The ancient thunworm attacks you with its powerful pincers, and it has fled from combat. Oh, yeah. You stole my XP. And the two far the the two farmers hack at the hack at the third thornworm with their axes. That presumably would do damage if I if it wasn't already running away. With an agonized war, the massive thornworm sinks back into the hole and quickly disappears from sight. The ground rumbles as the hideous Benemoth retreats along its subterranean passage. It is quickly decided that the massive Thurmon cannot be allowed to escape. Most of the farmers wish to alert the Tissian army and have them deal with the creature, while the two farmers who fought by your side are willing to follow the worm through its tunnel and finish it off here and now. The farmers turn to you your opinion. So I could agree that the Titian army should be called in, but who? how long will they take to get here? I mean, we've got to send someone to the city, and then it's got to go through processes, and then they've got to assemble an army, and then they've got to move the army here. I mean, that could take, that could take hours. Who knows what that worm would do in the meantime? And also, it's it's not here. It doesn't improve my reputation, which is another thing. Decide to enter the tunnel and deal with the beast here and now. Obviously, I'm going to do that. That is, you actually can do that option, and they do deal with it, which is which is which is actually a pretty rare thing to have the actual army do anything 
in these games. I mean, the, the good army. The army of the good guys. The army of the bad guys. They can do things, just, you know, not competently and very rarely things that anyone should do, but they do things. It tends to be in fantasy the, well, okay, video games, more specifically, that the army of the good people, that usually their sole purpose is to be constantly in peril so that the hero can save them. Uh, maybe occasionally they might swore at you in some sort of big assault with, with loads of characters, and they'll probably mostly be dead by the end of that instance. Alright, here we go. The two farmers who fought by your side, Plenlar and Foot, appear pleased by your decision. The, other th the others wish the th three of you luck as you boldly descend into the wide tunnel. The tunnel descends rapidly, and at less than 50 yards from the surface, it splits into two passages of equal size. You're unable to determine to which path passage retreating from were followed. Both Penra and Flut seem to be waiting for you to make the decision. So, passage to the left, passage to the right. You can use divination or woodmanship to give me some clues. I'll use woodmanship. You lean down close to the floor of the tunnel and examine it carefully for any clues it might reveal. Pick a random number. Bonus of 20 for woodmanship. Got to get 40 or more. 80. 83 is the number. 8 experience to woodmanship. They were to determine by the markings left on the floor of the tunnel that the tumor, that, that the worms retreated down the passage on our left. However, you also feel that both passages are probably connected and the, he and the head of the massive worm would likely be facing you were you to follow the passage on the left. Approaching attacking the worm from behind seems the most prudent course to you. Okay, then I will follow the passage on the right. Although, of course, having put off this quest for so long, I'm now strong enough that it doesn't really matter. But it's probably better for the farmers, though, because they're probably not. They probably don't have two, more than 200 uh, hundreds of MR and SP. Passage to the right. You proceed with caution down the steeply sloping passage to your right with the two brave farmers, Penlar and Foot, at your side. Suddenly, Plenar makes a motion to the tunnel ahead where you see the tail end of the massive thornworm looming into view. The three of you creep forward, determined to launch a decisive attack against the unsuspecting creature. When you are within striking distance, you waste no time in laying into the fearsome beast. The ancient thornworm thrashes violently as it attempts to fend off your attack. You will not be able to flee from this combat. You must battle the massive thornworm to the death. It's an ancient thornworm. It's time to fight it. Alright, and I'm, I'm hitting it in the bum. 
the ancient thermworm swings its mighty tail at you. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna kick its ass! Or more precisely, mace its ass! Gonna mace you in the ass! Mace in the ass! Mace in the ass! Mace, mace, mace your ass! And it is slain. 36 XP. The third one's body shudders violently for several seconds before it crashes to the floor of the earth tunnel become still. The two farmers, who both sustained minor injuries in the battle, express, express their amazement at your combat press. That poor old beast didn't really ever stand a chance, did it? Smiles Penlar. When the three of you emerge from the tunnel, you are greeted with loud cheers from the other farmers. Ertwin meets you in a shoulder cross and tells you he is entirely grateful for all that you have done. You bid farewell to Ertwin, Pindar and Foot, and the others gathered here before setting back, back on setting out on your way back to the city. And that finishes this little scenario. With 128 experience to general. And that's it. The end of that adventure. Once more I will save. Just checking things out. Any new adventures been unlocked? Uh, nope. Nope. No new adventures unlocked. I guess next time. Well, I don't know yet. But we'll do something. But until then... Farewell, fellow adventurers. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.